Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the NFL episode of Mojo Sports. And as always, I'm joined by not everybody tonight. Laura's feeling a little unwell, but we have Dan, we have Riley, we have Laura. Guys, we're not that far off the start of the season. But before we get into talking all things football, it's time for a warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, so this week on the warm-up, the question I have for you guys is funny story from the week. Dan, I'm going to... Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to go first because I feel like this is a funny one. (laughs) Browns released Baker Mayfield to the Panthers for a fifth-round pick. Nothing says you're more of a joke than a fifth-round pick trade. So for me, very happy. Don't like Baker Mayfield. So that's my funny story for the week because that (laughs) made me laugh big time. Uh, Dan, what about you? What's your funny story for the week? Yeah, that's a good one. That is so brutal, sending him to... Carolina, good luck, Baker Mayfield. Uh, look, see, yeah, some funny stuff. Um, look, I, in terms of you know somewhat recent news in the NFL, I'd have to go with Calvin Ridley. Um, the guy's a basket case. I mean, the fact that he didn't know that he couldn't gamble on games or the fact that he wouldn't get uh, found out. I'm hearing like multiple $1,000 bets. The other thing that's a little bit surprising is I don't know whether his accountant has kind of spoken to him about sort of the amount of money that he's on. Um, but anyway, hopefully it was worth it because you're losing millions of dollars this year. Uh, pretty big suspension as well. It's going to impact the Falcons. But um, yeah, I guess you can't help stupidity, can you? No, you, you can't help stupidity, but I'm pretty sure they're aware of it. It's like in the contract somewhere. No, but... that's the thing. Like, they're, they're, you know, stupid people are harmless because they don't know this. Anyway, stupid. It's right. another podcast. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's, that's for another time. We can go on for ages about that one. Laura, what about you? What's your funny moment for the week? Um, well, I was going to talk about um, Kenny Pickett, but since we're going to talk about the Steelers, I might leave that one and just follow on from you, actually, and talk about not only the Baker Mayfield, but that the Panthers have come out and said that Matt Corral is going to be their quarterback going forward. They're just going to take a really slow approach to that. So even though they've traded Mayfield, they're still claiming that I think they're like second or third round quarterback is actually going to be their long-term prospect. So uh, yeah, who knows what is happening in that uh, quarterback room in that team in general. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a, what is that? Too many cooks in the kitchen kind of scenario, you think? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Panthers. Riley, you get to round us off. Um, I'm going to stay away from football for this and talk about Joey Chestnut, the GOAT of sports, obviously. Um, 15th career victory of hot dog eating competitions. I think he ate like 63. I, I don't even know where he fit that, let alone how you can do it and he had like a broken foot or something and everyone was comparing him to like the MJ flu game like (laughs) and I think he came out and said I don't eat with my foot or something like that like he's just clearly goat material he ate 63 what hot dogs hot dogs yeah Yeah. all timer all timer Joey Chestnut a lot of hot dogs 
I mean, I, I think that's a good one to end on, right? 63 or how many hot dogs. <laughs> of the hot dog eating contest. Dan, maybe we'll branch out and do a podcast on, on hot dog contests. But, you know, again, that's a conversation for the day. But, guys, it's time for us to jump into the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. Those will be the best memories. All right, so again, this week on the huddle as we get close to the season and we're doing two teams, but we are going to kick off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Guys, I sent y'all a video in the week being like, the Eagles have done well in their free agency, and all of a sudden, now we get to talk all these Eagles, but can we just talk about the new additions really quickly? A.J. Brown, Hayson Reddick, Zach Pascal, James Bradbury, and not even including their draft picks. Riley, they have done quietly very well to bolster this team. Yeah, their receiving court is like, it's it's not just like stacked, there's still so much depth. Like, tap AJ Brown, Devonta Smith is sort of like your one and two. You've got um, well, the Slimbury, frankly, they call it. Like, he's just like, Devonta Smith, he just, he just goes. Like, he's just a freak who is a twig. And then on the other side, you have AJ Brown, who is, the opposite freak of nature who is so big and can move so quickly that Jalen Hurts has got like the best of both worlds, regardless of who's going up against who. And then they've got Jalen Rager. Don't really rate him that much, but he's still a good receiver. And then Zach Pascal, completely underrated when he was at the Colts. So he's just got everyone to throw to. You've got Miles Sanders coming out in the backfield and then you've got Minshew as the backup to Hurts. So like, there's so much depth for their offense. is ridiculous. Yeah, I'll just jump on the tail end of that and mention Quez Watkins as well, who I think is probably going to end up being their number three, maybe their number four. His speed is pretty impressive if he actually gets a chance to head downfield. I think absolutely with A.J. Brown um, and Devontae Smith as, like, the one-two punch, I think he's going to sort of slip by and, and be yet another weapon. Um and yeah, I mean, my obsession is Jeff Stoutland uh, and the offensive line on the Eagles. So I think you're absolutely right on there are so many things that the Eagles offense can do this year. It's really exciting. It, it definitely is. I think looking at their draft, Dan, we kind of, they did well. Jordan Davis, I mean, this was a guy that made an absolute splash with his 4.78 40-yard dash at what, like 300 pounds. Like the dude can move. I mean, that was a good pickup for the Eagles. They did some smart trading as far as getting picks, getting players. Do you think they did well in their draft? I think Philly have had the best offseason out of any um, NFL franchise. Now, that's a mouthful given how, you know, Russell Wilson's moved and all of these other teams. When you look at how they, you know, with, with what they had, with the money they had to spend in terms of what they did in free agency and then their performance on draft day, it was incredible and it's it's it just goes to show what you're able to do with a team who you know was nowhere near a contender to sort of you know bring them in and around the conversation but you know bringing it back to the draft um Jordan Davis getting picked at 13 I think that's a that that's a great pick and it's one of those situations where you love that all the sexy wide receivers get picked 
uh, at the start of the draft. Philly would have been loving that because that just pushes these high-quality players down. Uh, Jordan Davis, he's going to be a 10-year starter for the Eagles, that's for sure. But my favorite draft pick of the entire draft was for, from Philadelphia, round three, pick number 83, Nicobe Dean. There was some medical stuff that was spoken about, you know, in and around the draft that made him slide. But there is no way that um, that linebacker is is a third round talent. So again, Philly stealing talent left, right, and center. It's it's just unbelievable to look at their roster now compared to where this was twelve months ago. Incredible job by the front office. Yeah, hundred percent, Laura. I think this is a great testament to kind of teams looking at kind of where they fell short last year and kind of going, okay, this is where we need to bring in the experience, and this is where we need to bolster our youth. And I think not only do they have those wide receiver one, wide receiver two, those kind of first starting positions done well, but they also have that depth, which I think Philly has been lacking the last couple of years since their Super Bowl win. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think the front office, like I think Howie Roseman has had a, a bit of a rough trot over there. And this year he really made up for it because not only did they bring in some incredible talent um, during free agency, but with this draft, they've still held on to two first-round draft picks next year as well, which is unbelievable. Um, and I think you're right. I think Nicobe Dean is going to be fantastic um, if he's healthy. And it seems like all reports are saying that he is healthy, which is great. Um, but I'm also really interested in the center that they took, Ken Jurgens. Um, I think he's going to be great as well. And if both Jeff Stoutland and um, – and, um, Oh, my God, my favorite man. Who's the center? Jason Kelsey. Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> um, if, they're, if they're both on board with this guy being his replacement, I think I think that's exciting because I think there was some comments around Philly not maybe taking enough but I think in the draft, but I just think they've done a brilliant job bringing Fletcher Cox back to sit on the line there with Jordan Davis. Um, and bringing in Hassan Reddick, I think it's going to be really exciting. And yes, the depth on depth on depth across the team is exciting. It's really good. It definitely is. And I think it goes to show that they definitely are investing in Jalen Hurts, having that support around him, giving him receivers to play to, giving him people that will actually protect him, giving him players that are going to run the ball so he doesn't have to. You know, I'm excited to see what Nick Sirianni does in season two because I think he has some absolute weapons to produce an absolutely stellar football team. Now, there's a lot of potential on paper, and, and we all know how the football goes with injuries and all that stuff and, and everything like that, but hopefully they stick to it. I mean, we'll go around the grounds now and kind of give our predictions for the season. They were 9-8 and eight last year. I'm going to kick us off. I think they're going to go 10-7. and seven. I still think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll do too fantastic, but I don't think they're going to drop too far down because I think there is going to be some growing pains there and they're going to have to gel a little bit more. And I think a couple against those tougher teams are going to be still a little bit young, but for me, 10 and seven, Laura, you're kind of like looking at me going, what is she talking about? So I guess you can be the next person to keep your, your no. prediction. <laughs> I, I'm not looking at you thinking that's the wrong pick. I'm looking at you and I'm upset because I think it's the right pick. Um, I want to go so high on the Eagles. I want to throw another 12 wins out because, I mean, last week I threw that out with the Saints. Uh, I think the Eagles, I'm really excited. I think having, um, yeah, Shane Steichen call the offense again. I'm not a big fan of Jonathan Gannon on the defense side of the ball, but I hope with better players, he's going to be able to do more things and not stick to his teeny tiny play card that he holds, which is about this big. Um, 
So I'm nervous. I would love for them to have 11 or 12 wins, but I think 10 is right. I think you're bang on the money because uh, Jalen Hurts is still a little bit of an unknown quantity. Uh, Riley, what about you? I'm actually going to do the 12. 12 with 13, actually. Um, I, they have such an easy schedule, in my opinion. I reckon they've got the potential to go 7-0 and 0 to start with. They get the Jags, the Jets. They're in the NFL least, so they get the Commanders with Wentz, who is yet to be proven, the absolute shitstorm of the Giants that we haven't seen produce anything for two or three years. And the Giants number. And then you've got the Cowboys who are underproducing. I think they'll come up against like a few tougher teams like Green Bay and Titans. But AJ Brown's obviously going to be out against the Titans and you always put on a show against your old team. So I think that if if everybody performs the way I expect them to, they're going to have high double-digit numbers. Jalen Hurts has bulked up too, so he's only stronger, which I think is going to help as well, and his confidence is only going to go up having the year of experience that he's already got. So as much as I hate it, I don't actually like Philly, but I'm going to go 12. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're looking for fantasy picks, look no further than Philadelphia Eagles. Dan, you, you get to round us out there with, with your pick for this season. Yeah, look, I thought I was cooling them down a little bit with 12 wins, but uh, you guys are kind of, you know, vibing the same sort of thing. I think, like, you know, they've been the runaway hype train this offseason. I think people are expecting them to do massive things. And I wonder how you're going to feel as an Eagles fan with this Jalen Hurts situation because he's got one more season. To Lara's point, you know, they've got two – First round draft picks, they're sitting there waiting for the next quarterback there in Philly. So Jalen, he gets one chance at this. So, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see. And and if they sort of, you know, go halfway, he does pretty well, they scrape into the playoffs, will will that be enough for them to keep it, to keep him um and and hold those those draft picks for other positions? So it's going to be really interesting to see. But yeah, I've got 12, 12 wins off the back of a very uh very suspect division. Well, at least we are stuck in the double digits this time. So I think that's good on upward trend there. But uh, it's time to move to our next team, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. An interesting team, Pittsburgh. Riley, you you have a lovely, lovely name for for this team, which I'm sure you'd love to share with the listeners. The Shitburg Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) It actually came from a fantasy football name that somebody dubbed like eight years ago. And it just stuck ever since. And... It just, yeah, I don't know, not appropriate maybe, but it's funny. I mean, hey, it is what it is. We've all seen uh, uh, Green Bay and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about a team that has, we talked about the Panthers really quickly in the warm-up about too many cooks in the kitchen, but the quarterback room for Pittsburgh Steelers, it's, it's an, it's an, Laura, you're kind of laughing as I say this, but it's an odd one. You got Kenny Pickett out of your draft. You draft Chris Oladikun in a in a later round. He's a quarterback. You got Mitch Trubisky. He's a quarterback. Like, I mean, what what did they think that everyone was going to get an in- injury? Like, what were they doing with this quarterback room here? Yeah, maybe they thought they would like give everybody a couple of weeks and just see sort of see how it goes. I think they've still got um, Mason Rudolph on that list as well. Um, 
I I think we did a podcast a while ago talking about Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. And I think I went for Kenny Pickett back then. And I think I'm going to switch and I'm going to say, I think it's going to be interesting to see what um, Trubisky does this year. Uh, I've weirdly come around to the idea that maybe he has something uh, that perhaps we haven't seen either in a little while or before in the NFL. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of open my mind to a Trubisky uh, first half of the year and see what he has to offer. Um, I'm interested to see what everybody else thinks on that. Um, if I'm really out on a limb here, or where everybody else sits on on the quarterback room for the Steelers, because I think it is that is a big question for them. I mean, Riley and I have our feelings about Trubisky, so I'll, I'll send this one to Riley on what she she feels that quarterback room is going to go with Trubisky leading it. In true we trust, I think that was the hashtag that was floating around for about three days in Chicago. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really liked Trubisky. I thought he, yeah, like I think I said that, yeah, when we had this debate, he got the rough end of the stick in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for him to get a second chance, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to do that great in like all seriousness with their depth. And the fact that they have quite a hard schedule. Um, losing, I can't even think of his name now, Mr. TikTok. Um, there we go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, he proved that he wasn't a number one wide receiver. He was number two. He needed that, that start next to him to excel. Um, so Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool as your top two. Claypool's come out and said he's a top two receiver. and. I don't see that at all. I think Najee Harris is their biggest threat on that team, um, which will be exciting to watch him excel, and I hope he does. So I'm I'm more excited, I guess, to see the growth of the team as opposed to having real big ex- like expectations on them. Um, but I think Trubisky gets a start, and I think he – I think he'll stay for, for a bit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like Trubisky because when he's in Chicago, but that, but that's just me. I mean, Dan, when we look at their draft, it was an interesting one: a quarterback, a wide receiver, a secondary player, a wide receiver, a tight end, a linebacker, a quarterback. They haven't really done any major offseason signings. You're still kind of waiting for them to do something. I mean. Are they holding out to the start of the season? Are they just going to go with what they have? Because right now it looks like a skeleton offense. They've bolstered their rush defense, which is great, and they need to give some support to TJ Watt for sure. But I don't see how Pittsburgh can go through the season with the players they have right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, and I mean, look, in Mike, we trust. You know, Mike Tomlin is probably the one shining light there in Pittsburgh. But yeah, trying to, trying to keep pace with his decision-making is a little bit interesting. You know, this is a team that's very unbalanced. I feel like their defense is championship level. It has been for quite some time. They've added a few more pieces, which makes them even more scary. But, you know, I, I guess that's, you know, that, that's the steal is, you know, you're always going to expect that. But, you know, the offense, it's it's a little bit, you know, it's got talent. But one of the things I'd say is it's very inconsistent. So, you know, you look at players like Deontay Johnson, uh, Claypool, you know, you even look at the rookie, uh, the rookie uh, Pickens, you know, will these players be able to produce at a high level each and every week? Probably not. You know, you really, you know, for Pittsburgh to be successful, they need a, a high quality quarterback that is really going to be able to get the best out of, you know, what what isn't the best offense in the league. So, 
you know, that's where I've got serious concerns around Trubisky. And, you know, the more I think about it, I, I really wonder why the league has soured on a player like Jimmy G. You know, I get that he's had that surgery, but yeah, he's he's a, he's another veteran that I would have looked at before Trubisky. Um, but yeah, small hands pick it. Let's see if he can get the job done in camp there because, um, you know, realistically, a quarterback away to really get the offense firing because, yeah, look, the defense, they'll certainly be keeping them in, in, a, in a lot of games. Yeah, definitely. And I think they did the right um, thing in bolstering that rush defense. We know last year they could not stop the ball on the run, which is a detriment to them when they were playing. Um, so Najee Harris needs to have a way better season than last season, I think, for the Steelers to have any kind of major, you know, turnaround in the season. If he's quiet, the wide receiver is going to be quiet. And I think their defense is just going to get annoyed with the fact that the offense isn't producing. But look, Mike Tomlin has got his work cut out for him. Um, I guess we'll start with our records. They went nine, seven, and one. For me, I'm going to keep it at nine, seven, and one. I don't, I, I don't see them doing any better. I don't see them doing any worse. I think they're the team that is is happy to settle for for a draw nine times out of ten. So for me, I'm keeping it at nine, seven, and one. Laura, what do you think? Yeah, I think I'm weirdly the same. Uh, I just think Mike Tomlin just doesn't lose, and I think with an unknown quarterback. I mean, this is this is the question, right? Last year they were really unproductive, but how much of that was the offensive line versus how much was that of that was Ben Roethlisberger, who could not throw more than like 20, 30 yards, really. And I I think I agree with you around Clay, Chase Claypool not being as good as maybe he claims that he is or can be, but I think with some more dynamic passing, I think we might be able to see him uh sort of progress a little more um so i'm going to keep it at nine seven and one with you 100 percent um but i just wanted to ask alex i know you follow college football what are your thoughts on george um pickens if you have something that around around him in the draft i mean i thought he was a, he was a good player i think he's got i don't think he's a wide receiver one or wide receiver two i think he was okay in college i think sometimes the receivers coming in they're a little bit too hyped maybe mm-hmm. I thought it was a good pick for him but I think it was more of a pick to help with their depth than actually get a starting wide receiver a starting one or two wide receiver so yeah I'm a little bit I mean with the wide receivers that they di- did have in the draft um I thought Pickens was an interesting one for them but yeah I mean I think he's good for their depth for sure mm-hmm. so we'll stick at nine seven and one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stay there <laughs> Dan, what about you? Are you going to give him a tie as well or are you going to give him I mean, wins and losses only? Yeah, look, I hate to be bo- – I'm, I'm going to go nine wins as well. I'll go I'll go eight losses though. I don't know about this uh, predicting draws. I mean, if that happens, let's remember this moment. I think that would be pretty epic, uh, team. But, uh, yeah, look, we've got to remember this is the AFC. So, look, to be honest, I think the Steelers are going to get resold this year uh, given their quarterback situation. Unless I've got something wrong with Trubisky – uh, unless he was hiding a few things there in Chicago, I think this is going to be struggle street uh, because yeah, I, I'm I'm not overly confident that Pickett's going to win the job early. He might come into the season a little bit later on. So um, yeah, I, I still feel like it's going to be the same old story for Pittsburgh. Some challenges at quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, an excellent question for there. What does get what does getting resold mean? I think getting resolved. The, <laughs> the listeners I would think, like to know that one. I think in the AFC, uh, let's just say Pittsburgh are gonna have some tro- troubles keeping up with the Chiefs and a, and a few of their other competitors. So uh yeah, they're gonna have some they're gonna have some struggles ahead, I think. Riley, do you think the Steelers are gonna get wrestled as well, or do you think they're gonna, you know, sit at a more, higher win percentage than what we've given them? No, actually, I think Tomlin, as much as I love him, I think he might have his first ever losing season. Um, I'm gonna say seven and ten. He's got they've got uh quite a difficult schedule with the Bengals and the Ravens to like starting to become really dominant um, in the AFC North. That's four games essentially that are sort of like you need to win um, because whoever kind of wins out of those ones, I think it, I, I, I'm, I'm a Bengals fan as well. So just I just think that they're going to kill it this year. But um, yeah, they've got you know they've got the Jets and they've got the Lions, but they've also got the Bucks, the Pats, they've got the Saints who were kind of, are they, aren't they? Um, and they've got the the Raiders at, at the end of the season to kind of round them out. So I don't see them, I don't see them really excelling. Like, yeah, I'm going, I'm going less as much as I hate it. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to, I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting with Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach, but I just don't think he has the players this year to keep that winning streak alive. But guys, that, that's all we have time for, for, for the Steelers and the Eagles. But it's time for us to jump into our rapid fire. With the game of football spreading out and becoming more about getting athletes into open space, one universal truth is more evident than ever. Speed kills. All right, the question that we have for rapid fire this week, who will be the rookie head coach to win the most games? Dan, I throw this one to you. We've got 10 rookie head coaches in the season coming up. Who do you think is going to get a a winning season? Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, the Patriots fan in me definitely doesn't want to see Mike McDaniel be successful. So I'm going to avoid that one. But look, I can't go past Nathaniel Hackett. Um, you know, I felt like he was someone who was, um, you know, touted quite early in the process. They obviously saw something they liked in him. I kind of felt like it was a way to maybe get Aaron out of uh, Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. But you know, getting Russell Wilson, that's a pretty good backup plan as well. So look, I just feel like, you know, with Russ there, with the squad they've got, I really don't feel like they gave up that much to get him as well. So yeah, look, it, yeah, again, we spoke about how brutal the AFC is going to be. It's not going to be easy for him, but um, yeah, I'll go hack it there at, at Denver. Riley, out of these 10 coaches, again, any of them you think are going to produce some major a major winning season? I'm going to stick to that AFC West and say Josh McDaniels um, at the Raiders. I think he has set himself up with a great team. The addition of Devonta Adams coming in with his old college quarterback. Car and him are just going to have that dynamic straight on the field. I know that from playing how how much easier it is to, to throw and catch with somebody that you know and you trust and you know each other's game style. So he won't really have to gel too much. He'll just need to learn the, the offense kind of thing. Um, and then they've already got a good team already. They've got a solid running back. 
they've already got some quality receivers around Adams um, in, I can't even think of his name, Mr. Slotman. Um, uh, Renfro. 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 It's PPR, like, machine. Um, and he's he's only going to grow better because now defense is going to have to worry about Adams who can kill it in double or triple coverage. So um, I think McDonald's is going to have a really successful season over there. And he's got a lot to prove, but I think he's set himself up really well. Yeah, I thought I was going to be really sneaky and throw Josh McDonald's in there as well because uh, that was my pick for the coach. So I thought I was going to win it as well. I'm with you with that upgraded roster in Vegas with Devontae Adams. Even Chandler Jones, I think, is a good pick for them. Um, they've got that depth that they need. They've got that talent that they need. And if as long as they can limit those critical mistakes that I think caught them off last year, I think these guys are going to be an absolute threat next season. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, Laura, you get to round us off with your pick for this week on Rapid Fire. Uh, yeah, these were the three coaches that I looked at as well. Um, Nathaniel Hackett and <clears throat> Josh McDaniels and Mike McDaniel. Um, I am going Mike McDaniel. I am going Miami Dolphins. Um, I I thought that maybe Josh McDaniels already had a head coaching gig, so I took him out, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but I think that he's going to get the most wins. <laughs> I think Las Vegas is going to get the most wins. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. But I, maybe I'm most excited about what Mike McDaniel can possibly do with Tua uh, down in Miami. Definitely. It's it's going to be interesting. It's great to see kind of these. It's going to be interesting to see what these 10 rookie head coaches can do. Um, I'm just glad I didn't put Matt Elberfloss in there. Is what I thought was going to be a winning season because we don't know that's Riley and I get really sad, but we'll power through this season. I think we're what 10 Sundays away still, nine Sundays away or something. Nine, I think, maybe, nine yeah. Sundays away mm-hmm. from the Nine weeks of crying every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be awesome. Riley, I'm going to buy you a little spongy brick to throw the TV when the Bears are playing so that way we don't break our TVs, but we have someone to get angry at. <laughs> <laughs> but uh guys that's that's all the time we got this week thank you as always to the best panel of business and we'll catch y'all next week you have been listening to mojo sports thank you for your support it is very much appreciated team and I are trying to build something a little different here so everyone's support is very much appreciated continue to support the podcast download subscribe check out our social media channels give us a follow and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best kept secret this is Mojo Sports